City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are listening to the In The Zone Network. Are you ready? Tell me who can stop me. I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Now who can stop me? I'm in the zone. Competition's none in a league of my own. All about the W. I'ma bring it home when it's over with. I'ma be the king of the throne. Welcome to this edition of the Alliance to XFL, the A Train, Arlington Lane. Coming up on the program, Howard Balzer will be joining me again. This time he's going to be in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. And he's going to talk a little bit about speaking over with some NFL execs about the alliance and what their thoughts were. And we'll also do our week three fallout and get you ready for week number four. Also, you'll hear from Jim Zorn, the newest head coach in the XFL as he's taking over the Seattle organization and uh, you get to hear some of uh, what was said from his press conference um, that just happened not too long ago. Before we get into all of that, I must say that this show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair. And you can contact Unlimited Credit 850, Kendra Dean, uh, on Instagram, where you can check her out and see what she has to offer for you and what she can do for you for your financial credit and to help you get financial freedom. Also, our newest sponsor of the program is Preferred Realty Investment Company with Lady Shannon. If you're trying to sell your home, make sure that you contact Lady Shannon, and she's also looking to enroll you to help better your credit. Call her at 636-383-9396. Again, 636-383-9396, where you make moves that move you. Now this week there will not be a game of the week. Some issues have came up so we apologize in advance. There will be a game of the week next week so make sure that you stay tuned for that. But let's jump into some Alliance and XFL news and notes. on television. Well, the ratings are saying something totally different. As a matter of fact, the games on Saturday and Sunday both jumped 16% and 21% from week two of the league. Last week on Saturday, the game was at 491,000 viewers compared to the previous week, which was 424,000. And then on Sunday, it was at 515,000, so over a half a million people watched compared to 425,000 the previous week. So big, big news for Alliance fans is that there may not be the big attendance that you have seen over the past few weeks, and that's fine, but people are watching football, okay? Uh, that's something that's a plus, and I think that's going to continue as the season progresses, and that's something that the XFL is going to look out for. They want to see what kind of numbers that the Alliance is going to do, so they're watching every step of the way. Also, 
the news that came out was that Colin Kaepernick um, was contacted by the XFL and that he talked with the XFL and just like he did with the Alliance, the proposed asking price was $20 million. And I don't know what it's going to take for him to get to the XFL. I don't think he's going to get to the XFL at all. Now, if they're willing to go through those demands and allow him to do, you know, what he had done previously with these protests, that means it's almost Vince just lied to everybody. He said that he was not going to allow that and he wasn't going to bring it to the game. I don't see the two sides coming together with this at all. But if it does happen, great. Now, if he's going to face backlash for it, that's on Vince. And so Colin's going to continue to do what he do, and Vince is going to do what he does. So for me personally, I really don't see both sides coming together and a deal being reached. So that $20 million asking price is what he would like to have if he's going to participate in anything professional football. With that said, I want to move over to this news on Charlie Eversall being sued by this venture capitalist, Robert Vanek. Now, he's suing Charlie Eversall, stating that he helped come up with the idea or that he came up with the idea of the Alliance of American Football. And there are documents that are stated. You can actually go to xfl2k.com. You can actually uh, go to Yahoo or any of uh, that's covering, anybody that's covering the story. And you'll see some of the documents that are put out. I have some of the documents as well. I might put them out. Just check them out at alliancexfl.com if we actually put them out there, okay? So you can get to see them yourself, All right? But there was, the story was that uh, the XFL was going to come back. It was going to be known as the XFL 2.0. And at the time, Charlie Eversall was trying to get the rights from Vince McMahon, but Vince McMahon wasn't coming up with it. But there was the plans that came out of what it was going to look like. And if you look at the cities, the cities look comparable to what is featured right now in the Alliance of American Football. Now, when the story came out that the Alliance was coming, I felt personally that it was going to be, that was something. I'm like, it came out just literally a couple of months after Vince McMahon had announced that he was going to bring back the XFL. I found it very weird. I found it exciting too, but that's interesting how this story has now turned up and now you're seeing most of the plans that have happened and being revealed to the public audience. So now um, I'm interested. I I had a feeling there was going to be some uh, intri- there was going to be some problems uh, as the alliance was coming out, and even with the XFL, I knew there was going to be a lot of detraction that people was not going to be happy with both sides. But this is a dog eat dog world, and if you know in business, you pretty much cutthroat. And so Charlie was going to make sure whatever he could to get the Alliance out there first. And he did, you know, he did it in a year's time or two years time, as he said, 2017 is what the article is stated and what uh, is being placed in the documents as well. So make sure that you go and check that out. We'll post the documents on Alliance to XFL. I know I said I wouldn't, but I, I will. I want you guys to see it as well. And that'll be out coming up within the next couple of days. So you get to see the whole document. So, yeah, I can't wait. 
uh, for you guys to check that out. Also, we spoke a bit about Tom Dundon and his, you know, he invested $250 million of his money as becoming the chairman of the league. Now, there's also stories that saying that he could also pull out of his investment as well if you know things don't go that way. Now, um, if you're expecting, I think Tom Dundon is going to be a part of this. It's something that he looked at and it's been stated. He looked at it through week one. He was intrigued by it and he wanted to be a part of that. And so they pretty much allowed him to be a part of that. And I think it's wonderful that he wants to invest his money in a brand new league. Now, with all the commotion that is going on around it, we'll see what happens uh, in the future. Now, the NFL wants to be a, a part of the alliance. They want to help out with the alliance. Now, And he got this lawsuit, though. So we'll see. It is crazy stuff, and I can't wait to see it, and I can't wait to cover it for you at Alliance to XFL. So make sure that you check out AllianceToXFL.com. All right, we're going to take a time out. We're going to come back with more of the show. Jim Zorn, you get to hear from him right after this. You're listening to the Alliance to XFL right here on the In the Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the End Zone Network. I got a newest sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon, uh, Preferred Realty Investment Company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? Got it. So you are Preferred Realty Investment Company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. My name is Ronnie, and I have used VK Credit Repair for 30 days. And in 30 days, my credit score has gone up 90 points. Kendra gave me a clear plan of what we needed to do in order to make the improvements on my credit. She did them for me. She came through on every deadline. She gave me instructions on what to do, what not to do. I saw four collections fall off. In 30 days, that's what she did for me. My future in regards to business for my children and for me looks very promising and bright. And it's a small investment in your time and your money in regards to what it can do for you overall. So I'm just so appreciative of it. And I stand behind her because I've seen magic. I've seen it. I owe all of that to Kendra and BK Credit Repair. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You listen to the In the Zone Network, baby. This is it. Back on this edition of the Alliance to XFL show, the A Train Arlington Lane. Of course, this show is sponsored by VK Credit Repair and Preferred Realty Investment Company. As promised, I want you to get a chance to listen to the presser from. Jim Zorn, the newest XFL coach. This time, it's in Seattle. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. I want to uh, uh, thank Oliver for introducing me. Uh, one of the reasons that uh, I've accepted the position here is because he said that he had a son named Andrew Luck, and we have the first shot at him, I think, 
Isn't that, isn't that what you said? Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm really excited about, <laughs> about being here. And uh, Andrew and I go back a long way in that uh, we were on different teams in the NFL, uh, kind of the same, same era. And when he called me uh, and, and asked me if I'd be interested in, the, in this league, he mentioned the name Vince McMahon, and I went, uh, isn't he the guy a long time? And he's going, yeah. But uh, as he explained it uh, and what Vince's vision was and what his vision was together uh, for the future of the XFL, I got excited because it's going to be real football. Uh, we're going to have real names on the back of jerseys. Uh, and uh, it's also going to be a, a bit creative. I think each head coach is going to have to really think through, and this is what I'm, one of the things that I'm most excited about, thinking through what it's going to be like to have a few little tweaks when it comes to the clock, uh, when it comes to getting the ball ready for play, when it comes to uh, what we can do both uh, offensively, offensively and defensively with players who... Uh, may not have had this, uh, the opportunity that they've wanted to try to get uh, to a professional level. And uh, certainly in this community with, uh, I see players coming and going from the Seahawk team every year, and I'm thinking, ah, this guy is really good. And I know that even uh, John Schneider sometimes has to agonize over letting, the and Pete have to let these players go on their way when, uh, it may be that they're just not developed enough. So that's one of the reasons that I'm uh, trying to get involved with this league because I love to have influence over young players and develop younger players. And then the second thing is there are a lot of coaches out there uh, who want to really do the same thing I'm doing and don't have the opportunity because there's only so many jobs. So this is an opportunity as well for a younger coach and maybe an older coach like myself to jump into a league that uh, is going to be very competitive with experienced coaches. And then some of these younger coaches that don't have quite the experience yet uh, get on board and be taught by these uh, older, older guys uh, on, the, uh, on the staff and then develop these young players and give them another opportunity. So I think the backing that uh, Vince is putting into uh, this league personally and, and his enthusiasm is overwhelming, as we all know. And then uh, hiring uh, solid guys that know about football, know how to manage, and know how to uh, get things done. Uh, I want to be associated with that. Uh, I'm privileged uh, to be in a community where I do know the fans uh, will come out and support. We've already got eight season ticket holders. Did you know that? We're going to have eight people I know of <laughs> in the stands. It's going to be awesome. CenturyLink's going to fill right up, right? And so uh, we're, on our, you know, we're on our way. i got great support. I've got friends. I've got uh, family here. And I thank you for all uh, attending. And... Uh, a uh, special thanks to uh, Gary and Sandy, who are sitting over here. Gary Wright, Sandy Gregory. They were here the very first day I walked into Seattle. And uh, it was the very first uh, signature I put on a player's contract in Seattle. And I took the very first 
uh, publicity picture with Sandy, if you remember, it was in, a, it was in the driveway of the AGC, uh, AGC building uh, when we were over on Lake Union. I don't know. I was the third guy ever signed by the Seahawks. And Sandy and Gregory are still here uh, wanting to come to a function like this. And uh, so I'm very honored. Uh, and then I'm also honored with my family here. And uh, uh, thanks for saying all that you said. I'll have to hear about all that stuff. They want to know where that stuff is, all the good things that you uh, spoke into my, into my life. They're going to go, wait a minute, where is all that stuff? You need to uh, ooze it out at home. So, uh, w so we'll see. Uh, but uh, just to kind of put a close to this, uh, we have a lot of work to do. We really do. And I hope to hire, uh, we don't get to hire many, but the ones that we hire, I hope, can put together a franchise very quickly that will be competitive very quickly, because this game's going to move fast. Uh, and I think it, we have until February to start this thing, but there's a lot of work to be done. So uh, I'm excited about getting to work. Uh, I promise you I'll be working hard with the group that I have, and uh, I thank you for uh, supporting it. I want to see these Seattle fans come out and uh, continue uh, to put um, themselves in the way of any, any team that tries to come in here and compete against us. Does that make sense? So come on out. Um, thanks so much, uh, and uh, let's get started with the XFL in Seattle. Well, good luck to him in Seattle, and uh, we can't wait to see what the next city is coming up for the brand new XFL. We'll take a time out. Howard Balls are joining me right after this. You're listening to the Alliance to XFL show right here on the In The Zone Network. This is In The Zone. They all want to know who, what's causing all this. In St. Louis, the talk of the NFL, a talk of professional football, is alive and well again. Now you got you got Benjamin Albright and, and Albert Breer on the air in St. Louis radio talking about the possibility of football coming to St. Louis. But why is this happening? You know why? Because Derek King sparked the conversation. On the In The Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the End Zone Network. I got a newest sponsor in the studio with us, Lady Shannon, a preferred realty investment company. Absolutely. Hey, I can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home very fast or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. So you'll be able to enroll me? Absolutely. What's your number? My number is 636-383-9396. 636-383-9396? got it. So you are a preferred realty investment company? Yes, where you make moves that move you. That's the company I prefer. Awesome. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Back on this edition of the Alliance XFL, the A-Train Arlington Lane. 
This segment is sponsored by Preferred Realty Investment Company. Call Lady Shannon today at 636-383-9396. She can get you closed in 30 days if you're looking to sell your home or if you're looking to enroll to better your credit. Make sure you call Lady Shannon, 636-383-9396, where you make moves that move you. On the line with me right now, he's back again for another week, and I'm grateful to have him as always. It's Howard Balzer. Howard, how you doing today? Arlington, I'm doing great, man. It's, uh, I'm doing great. You know, it's funny. I, I wrote something about uh, the Alliance after last week, kind of a little wrap-up and looking ahead to this week, and I said, you know, time always flies in football, whatever, whatever the league is. And I said, just think, after this coming week of week four, we'll be saying we're one week away from the halfway point. Yeah. And it seems, and it seems like it, it feels like it just started. <laughs> and so that's, you know, that, but it happens all, even in the NFL. I mean, I say it every year. It gets to week one and everybody's so excited. The NFL season's finally started. And I say, in about, in eight weeks, we're going to be snapping our fingers and going, oh my God, how did this season, how's this season half over already? Right. Exactly. And that's just the, that's just the way it always seems to go. Let's get right into it, uh, Howard. Over the past week, um, we got the chance to see two teams. They got to continue on their undefeated uh, road as uh, the Orlando Apollos are now 3-0 and uh, after their 21, or close 21-17 matchup against Memphis. And then you had Birmingham win against uh, Atlanta, who remains winless, 28-12. Uh, to Which of these two teams have you seen has been kind of the most impressive to you? Well, those two, it, it's, you know, you know, it's tough to pick, really, because I think Orlando obviously has the explosive offense, which they weren't as explosive in week three, and they didn't pass the ball as well as they had, but they started running it a little better, and then they played, you know, they played pretty good defense. But they're, they're a really good team. Birmingham is interesting because they're kind of one of those grind-out, you know, ground-and-pound type things. Uh, teams rather, you know, they've had the special teams player of the week in the league um, each week. Uh, it's been, a, you know, a kicker, you know, a cover guy, mm-hmm. and and then a punter, and and so they they've done it in different ways. And you know, like with Trent Richardson of the Stallions, uh, I mean of the of the Iron, he you know he has six touchdowns, but he's only gained something like 245 yards. Uh, I'm sorry, 145 yards and somewhere in there in the, in three weeks. And he's only averaging 2.5 per carry, mm-hmm. but he pounds it in there and, and, and that, and, you know, Luis Perez is playing well quarterback, but uh, hasn't, you know, put up huge numbers, but they, they just, they just played pretty good team defense, pretty, pretty good ball as a team. So, you know, right now you'd say you probably favor a little of Orlando because they are a little more flashy, but this, like I said, this Birmingham team, man, they, they just come at you and they play hard and, you know, they're obviously going to be a team to contend with the rest of the way. Is the Birmingham Iron, uh, Howard, do they have like an NFL equivalent? Because from what I've seen, they kind of remind me a little bit of the Baltimore Ravens back in 2000, you know, where they had great defense, but, you know, not too much of an offense. They had a good running back or they had a running back that would score, but they didn't have a, 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 a good quarterback where they were, you know, I can say was more of a game manager than he was, you know, throwing touchdowns, uh, and making big yardage. No, that, that's an interesting comparison because in that, and that Ravens team, like you said, ran it well, and 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 they got into the when they got into the playoffs. Uh, you know, Joe Flacco got crazy hot and didn't throw an interception in the playoffs. I think I believe my recollection is he had eleven touchdown passes in their playoff games, and of course they came away 
uh, with the Super Bowl. So in, in some ways that, that, that is, you know, that is, you know, somewhat, you know, somewhat similar. And, and, and that, that formula, which obviously we all know is true on any level of football mm-hmm. is play, you know, no one talks about special teams a lot, but we know how important it is. Play special teams, obviously take the ball away, you know, don't turn it over on offense. And that's, that's what the iron have been doing. And so that's why they, they've been playing, you know, uh, you know, maybe as a team a little bit better than, uh, you know, than, than some of the other teams. But, you know, I, I, I think it's, you know, I think it's still up for grabs. Those, those two right now are, are doing really well. You know, as you noted, uh, San Diego has now won uh, two in a row. Mm-hmm. And so they're, you know, and they're, they're running the ball and, then, and also playing good defense. So it's, you know, it's interesting the way everything is developing after three weeks of the season in this league. As we're talking with Howard Balzer right now on the Alliance XFL show, um, I want to go back a little bit. I mentioned about the Orlando Apollos and their 3-0, but the team they went up against was Memphis, who dropped to 0-3. Uh, we know we, speak, we spoke well about the Apollos and their great offense, but let's just take a little bit on the Memphis side. Now, they had a quarterback change. You know, they went from Hackenberg to Mettenberger, and actually Mettenberger was the guy that got – the uh, the express in the game to the point that you know they were close to almost getting their first victory. Yeah, no, no question. And he's going to start this week, and it's obviously important for them to get a win. Uh, uh, you know, it's tough when you know it's it's always tough in football if you get off to a bad start and going over two or zero and three. It's tough to recover from that. And in this league with only ten games, you don't have a lot of time. So they obviously needed need to win badly. You know, they played you know very good defense against Orlando and that helped them stay in the game and then when they scored their final touchdown a nice touchdown pass from Mettenberger they had a chance to get the ball back but then all of a sudden they they couldn't stop the Orlando running game that's what's been interesting about the Apollos they don't run it well for three quarters but then at the end of the game uh, when when the game is in balance which it was the week before against San Antonio Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they were able to run out the clock uh, with that, what they love to call the four-minute offense. So um, that was, uh, but, but overall, Memphis played a pretty good football game. So so going forward, obviously, they need a win. Uh, they certainly seem better positioned to do that with uh, Mettenberger. Zach Stacy's been running the ball nicely for them. And now if they have more of a passing game, maybe Stacy can be a little more effective. But, you know, there's no doubt it was a decision that Mike Singletary, the head coach, had to make. Uh, you know, you want to stick with the guy who won the who won the job in training camp, but when you're just not producing and you're not getting the job done, then you got to make the change. So we see what happens. And there's no question that Mettenberger gave their team a lift in the second half. Now the key for him will be can he do it from the start of the game? And so that's what's going to be interested about you know watching them this weekend. We saw uh, last week that the uh, Salt Lake Stallions got their first win against Arizona, and Arizona also was uh, they were out with uh, John Walford. Um, do you get any status on uh, if he's going to be playing next week, or will it be Trevor Knight taking over uh, the duties? You know, don't know yet. Uh, Wednesday, of course, is the first day of practice uh, of the week. You know, they're hopeful. Uh, that he's going to uh, going to come back from all reports I, I got. You know, he was hit in the back on an interception, uh, first play of the second half, in fact, and, mm-hmm. and that offense really stalled uh, in the second half of that game. And so the, the word that I had gotten was even after the game and the next day, he was feeling pretty good. So it looked like there wasn't any real damage in there, uh, just, you know, just took a jolt and there was a lot of stiffness and all that. 
but there wasn't any real real damage done in there. So they're they're definitely hopeful uh, that he can play, and because he he's played really good football through this first part of the season. And like I said, when when he went out, uh, Trevor Knight, who everyone expected to be the starter for that team, he you know he he wasn't bad. He was, didn't do poorly, but he just didn't make the plays that Wolford had been making uh, consistently. So they so like I said, they're they're very hopeful of having him back for that game this week. As we about to close it out with Howard Balzer here on the Alliance to XFL show, um, I before we actually started the uh, the segment, Howard, you had uh, told me that you were at the uh, NFL Combine right now. So uh, you've been talking with the uh, NFL execs, and what are their thoughts of the Alliance of American Football? Yeah, it's been really really interesting, Arlington, because. What you know, a lot of people say, well, what is the media doing covering the combine? You can't see, you know, you can just sit home and watch the stuff on TV. Well, what, what's, what's good about covering it is for the first couple of days, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, I, I counted up to, on Wednesday, there's 41, uh, 23 head coaches and 18 general managers mm-hmm. that will come in for a 15 minute session with the media and just answer questions, whatever people are asking about the draft, free agency, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, players come in later in the week that every, later in the week that everybody can interview. So it's a great, you know, great access uh, to a lot of these guys that you normally would not get access to. And so I've been going around talking to a lot of the general managers about a what do they think of the alliance, the quality, the concept, and then what are they doing as organization in terms of scouting it. And they're all po- as positive as can be about it. You know, they just love the fact. And there's, you know, there's been GMs in the NFL and, and it, like that have been talking about the need for something like this for decades. Yeah. Uh, for for somewhere where where players can, you know, can can play in games and and help develop their skills. You know, guys who have been maybe in an NFL camp, but you know they're down deep on the roster Definitely. and you know they don't get as much reps. Mm-hmm. And then maybe they play in some preseason games and that's it. Uh, well, here you're getting a lot of good play. So the NFL, the NFL GMs, they love that. You know, they're all scouting it, and, and they've. Uh, some of them told me they've assigned a team to one of their pro scouts. Uh, that and, and whether they go to a game or get the tape from it uh, to you know to evaluate. And and I would suspect I've had a couple people tell me that they think when this is season, now remember when this season ends in April, that's when everything begins in the NFL with mm-hmm. OTA with the with the off season program and OTAs and mini camp and then of course training camp at the end of July. So these guys can seamlessly, once they're, once, once they're finished this season, go right into it. So there's some who have said that they expect anywhere close to 100 players to be signed by NFL teams uh, to get into their program. Now, how many will make a roster? That's, you know, that's, that's, that's total speculation. Right. But a lot of these guys are going to get that opportunity, and now they'll be you know, better prepared for it because they've played play games no matter what the level you get better when you play in games and so that's going to be you know so so when you talk about say some of these guys competing against rookie free agents Mm -hmm. and you know and and things like that you say all of a sudden all these guys are now a little bit better equipped for that so it's gonna be very interesting to follow to see uh, the success rate and how many guys uh, that are playing in the alliance right now do end up on nfl rosters come september that is awesome because uh i would love to see another uh, per, uh, see a person actually from the Alliance that will actually make an NFL roster. That'll be something that'll be totally cool. And uh, I, it, I wish the best of them, just like you know anybody else that want to see them uh, proceed and grow uh, as a professional football player. 
no, no doubt, you know, no question. And, and I think that you know, one thing that a lot of them are also talking about, and it's in the talking stages, but, you know, Bill Polian, the co-founder and head of football, the league, had said right before week one, when someone asked, I think it was Kurt Warner, in fact, in a pregame show, asked him, well, what's, you know, what's, what's your, what your crystal ball, five year, five to 10 year plan, five to 10 year goal. And Bill Polian said, it's to be where we can have guys coming to our league. Like, let's say the, the NFL team, the season ends, they've got a bunch of guys in the bottom of their roster. They've got a number three quarterback, let's say, that sign guys from their practice squad to uh, for, for the next year. He, he, he said it would be great for the NFL teams to be able to send those guys to the alliance, where, and that helps both sides. Uh, and it helps the alliance with credibility and and it also, you know, then helps the NFL team when those guys come back because they'll have gotten some game experience. And 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 of course, we all always talk about Warner and the success story he was. Right. But the reason Arlington, the reason that he was even in NFL Europe the year that he went, mm-hmm. and after the Rams had signed him, the reason the Rams signed him was as a favor to a guy named Al Lukenbill, who was the coach of the Amsterdam Admirals in NFL Europe, mm-hmm. and he wanted a quarterback on his team that he could say was allocated by an NFL team. And so he was good friends with Charlie Army, who was the Rams general manager at the time. They brought Warner in for a tryout, signed him, and allocated him to Amsterdam. Now, obviously, we know the rest of the story. But if if he didn't want him there just to be an allocated guy, we never might have seen the Kurt, Kurt Warner story in the National Football League. So I'm not saying that any of these guys in the alliance right now are going to be the next Kurt Warner, but you never know who's going to be a guy uh, that will really benefit from this experience. And I think having that allocated aspect would, would, would give a lot of those guys uh, you know, real, a real push when it came to making the team and making an impact uh, once once they come back from the alliance, truly will be an inspiration for sure uh, for those that are trying to make it to the NFL. Howard, before you go, if you could tell uh, our listeners where they can find you on social media. Social media, of course, on Twitter is at hbalzer b a l z e r seven twenty one, and then you can see what I'm doing writing wise on aaf dot com. That's the alliance website, and a lot of what I was talking about earlier, talking to a lot of these GMs. I'm going to be putting together some stories. In fact, there's one up there now uh, that I talked to a guy named Mike Giddings from Pro Scout, which is a uh, comp- an independent company that evaluates NFL players, for, and he has NFL teams as clients. Had a chance to talk to him that Tuesday evening about the league, and he was talking about how much he loves it just in terms of opportunities for players. So that story is up there now, and a lot of the people that I've been talking to today and will be talking to tomorrow, those stories you can find at aaf.com. Appreciate it very much. That is Howard Balzer, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, glad to always have him on. And uh, he's uh, grateful and kind enough to actually participate. And so uh, we'll try and get him again next week as well and see what we can do for the fallout and we can find out some more things about the combine. Is that all right with you, Howard? Oh, always enjoy coming on with you, Arlington, and always enjoy talking about the Alliance. I love it, too. Well, that'll wrap things up for this edition for the Alliance the XFL show. I want to give a big thanks to Howard Balzer for joining me, and hope you got a chance to hear Jim Zorn. Make sure that you go check out AllianceXFL.com. Make sure you check out our wonderful sponsors of the show, and we'll catch you next week for another edition of the Alliance the XFL show right here on the In the Zone Network. Take care, everybody. <laughs>